the gospel just doesn't fit. The festivities, the trees, the poinsettias, because the gospel is inspired, those who place the gospel of Matthew here, for the feast. And the feast is the feast of Stephen. We sing, there's one of the Christmas carols they talk about, they sing about, I'm not going to sing it for you, on the feast of Stephen. They, they, they wrap up their boxes in Ireland and England, they call this Boxing Day. Not Boxing Day, but going through your boxes, your gift boxes day. Stephen, very soon after the resurrection and ascension, makes his mark. He becomes a deacon. The apostles appoint him as a deacon, and the deacon's message was to serve at the table and at the Eucharist. So by the time we hear about Stephen in the scriptures in Acts of the Apostles, it, the church is established as a community, not a building, but a community where people work together and they gather together for Thanksgiving Eucharist. And the deacon's task was to serve at the tables because they ate. It wasn't like a church setting, like pews. They were tables. They would meet in what they call domus ecclesia, house churches. And Wealthy Christians would open their houses and put a lot of tables out, and Christians would come and, and hear the letters. Now, they didn't call, you know, reading from the apostles and the epistle of God. No, they, they would read a letter from Paul or one of the other apostles, okay? And there would be letters that would be instructions. And after that, probably not even written yet, someone who knew Jesus would get up and witness to Jesus. Oh, oh I remember the time when, when he spoke, and we could use this Gospel of Matthew as an example. I, I remember the time when he spoke about being persecuted just because we believe in him. And you can just see eventually Matthew taking those words, writing them out and saying, we've got to keep these words, these stories about Jesus, because they are really good news, the word gospel. The early development of the church. And Stephen brings us right back to the beginning. Of course, Jesus is the beginning. But Stephen brings us back to the early, somewhat established church around 67, the year 67. So you can see about 30 years after the resurrection and ascension of Jesus Christ. Stephen's a hoot. He goes to death defying those who were persecuting him. And it, regrettably, it recalls a few years ago, and even now, wherever Christians are being persecuted throughout the world, most likely they take the example from Stephen. If they're being persecuted because they're Christian, they let that be known before the axe drops on their heads. A few years ago, regrettably, I mean, the horrible sight of Christians being burnt in cages. Awful. 
But all of them, before they were burned, before they were beheaded, and before they were sacrificed, shouted their faith in Jesus Christ. There's a saying that the, uh, the uh, Knights of Columbus use, Viva Christus, Christ lives. And that's today, the day after Christmas, is easy to say, Christ lives. But when the decorations are gone, and there were no decorations when Stephen was martyred, he said, Christ lives. And that sealed his fate. And Jesus predicted that. People think they're doing you a favor, killing you because of your, your belief in me. As we look around the world today, we wish more people would say Christ lives and the persecutions would stop. But that's not, a, that's not the deal. That's not the, the format. Christ said it from the beginning. Matthew records it. Don't, don't think that you'll be saved, but when you need to say something, say it. Don't worry about thinking about it. The Holy Spirit will fill you with the right thing to say. And think of the irony of it. Do you believe in Christ? Yes. Go off your head. But I'm going to say it. I believe in Christ. Christ lives. And <laughs> he did it, Stephen, did it in such an outstanding way when he said, Behold, I see the heavens open up, and, Son of Man, Christ sitting at the right hand of the Father. They're going to kill him. They're going to stone him. They're going to torture him because he believes in Jesus Christ. And he says something like that. He defied them with his faith, not with weapons, with his faith. As he's dying, he says something even more beautiful and personal. Jesus, receive my spirit. Wow. That's something we should be saying every day of our lives. Jesus, receive my spirit. Not before we die. Of course, say it then. But as we go through life, as we're challenged, Jesus received my spirit. When persecutions are happening throughout the world, Christians shout out, Jesus received my spirit. Yesterday in New York with the, the I want to say pro-Hamas, because it's, it wasn't pro-Palestinian, it was pro-Hamas, uh, pro, uh, protests because the people of Palestine are Jesus' people. And for the most part, most of them are Arabs, but very, very, quite a few are Christian. And they are being tortured just like everyone else. And it's funny because they're caught in between. They regrettably elected the Hamas leader to be their mayor, their governor. And of course, it's like electing a Nazi. And they, their own leaders put them in their places. Places of persecution, places of domination. Their own leaders took advantage of them. 
and it's more and more is coming out. And it's a horrible situation. We'll never praise bombing. And I'm not going to say that was the only alternative either, but we're not there. And this is the land that was said to be holy. So Jesus predicted it. Because you're religious, because you're faithful, doesn't mean you're going to be protected. But if you say the right thing, pray the right prayer, God will be with you. Do not worry about what you should speak, what you are to say. You will be given at that moment what you are to say. The Spirit of the Father will speak through you. Bring it back home. Whenever we are in need, whenever things are not going the way we want them to go. I don't care if it was yesterday as you exchanged or didn't receive any gifts or upcoming holidays. Don't worry about what to say. If we are faithful, we say things like, Jesus received my spirit. Jesus lives. Because it's the Holy Spirit inspiring us to say the right thing and not be greedy. Not care only about me, 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 me. Stephen gives us a good example of that. I'm telling you what I'm standing for, my words, and I'm not backing down. Jesus, receive my spirit. And with that, he's killed. The irony of it, his clothes are laid at the feet of Saul, a strong Pharisee. And you know who Saul eventually becomes. The greatest evangelist, Paul. From the seeds of the blood of martyrs, the church grows.